I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How you doing, Gary Jr.? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Well, guess what? The NBA season is more than half over, at least the regular season. Obviously, then you got the playoffs and everything else. But as far as the regular season, they're getting ready for the All-Star game. Usually, they get well into the second half of the year, but before they get to the All-Star game. And that'll be the case this year. But no no, no harm, no foul. But the, uh, the fact that now all the teams have played well over 41 games in this 82-game schedule, uh, we have uh, really seen uh, a lot during the first half of the season to be able to make some forecasts as to um, how things are going to turn out. But before we do that, Gary, I think we should look at this All-Star game that's, that's coming up and, and talk about that a little bit as far as the players from the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. You know, personally, I can't stand a new setup, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well, hopefully. Um, the, the LeBron James All-Star setup or whatever, which is – unlike any other sport, <laughs> which is really weird. But anyhow, we'll come back to that. Uh, you want to make some opening comments before I get, go to the recap of where things will stand at this point, Gary, as far as the NBA, as far as the standings and some of the highlights of the stats, and we'll get right into the All-Star selection. Any uh, other? Nope. Uh, nope, okay. let's go. Okay. Well, when you look at the uh, standings at this point, and I've always said, yeah, we both always said this, the cream does seem to rise to the top, and that's no exception this year. The Nets are number one, despite the fact that they've had, I guess, a part-time, not even, yeah, okay, part-time Kyrie Irving, and they've had some injuries, but they are number one in the East with a solid 29-16 and 16 record. But the team that I've been talking about all year long has run on their heels. That, that being the Chicago Bulls, they're half a game behind the Nets at 28 and 16. The Heat, that just, you know, they just keep on cranking, Gary. Uh, Kyle Lowry, yeah, he's doing well. He's one of the top players in assists, getting about 8.3 assists a game. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Harrow, and they got some good players there in the Heat team. But they're 29 and 17, which is, I think, pretty solid. They're going to they're gonna be uh, a factor. As we work our way toward the playoffs, the Bucks are thirty and nineteen. They're the defending champions. Got to be, got to show them some love. And then the Cavs. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not sure if LeBron wants to go back. But anyhow, the Cavs are twenty-eight and nineteen, ahead of the 76ers, who are in sixth place. The Hornets down in Charlotte, twenty-six and twenty, and then rounding out the top eight teams, the Raptors have started to rise. They're twenty-two and twenty-one. Teams that are falling, you know, Wizards. Celtics, Knicks, Hawks, we won't talk about that. Now, let's look at the, the uh, any comments about the East, Gary, before I switch over to the, to the West? Um, yes. Uh, first off, the only team that's falling in the Eastern Conference is the Wizards. Uh, the Celtics and Knicks have been bad all year. Uh, <laughs> and, and two, this is kind of what I expected from the Eastern Conference, these four teams. Mm-hmm. Being up there, obviously, uh, we'll talk about the All Star game later. But uh, Kevin Durant will probably miss that game, so he's gonna be yeah. out for a little while. 
And, you know, the fact that Kyrie Irving is coming back and, and, and Brooklyn has a lot of road games, it's showing you how great they would be if Kyrie would just get vaccinated. That's another story for another day. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are doing, you know, exactly what we thought they were going to do. At least I thought they were going to do from the beginning of the season. Uh, so this is not a surprise to me that they're playing this well. Uh, the Miami Heat, same thing. You know, they are built kind of like the 1990s Nick team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be there when it matters most and then the Milwaukee Bucks uh we have the right to disrespect them because if Kevin if uh James Harden and Kyrie Irving aren't hurt they are not champs so we can disrespect them (laughs) um and and I still do disrespect them they have to prove to me that they can beat these teams uh you know closer to full strength but you know this is not a surprise that these four teams are the top four teams in the Eastern Conference how about the Cavs Gary surprised about them they're they're right there and the oh. things and uh, playing good basketball. We know the 76ers now with Embiid back at full strength. Uh, you know they're going to be what they're going to be. Uh, they're they're climbing. They they were, uh, you know, boy, eight or nine not too long ago. But you know Embiid with his 20. Embiid's now the fourth leading scorer in the NBA and scoring getting about 10.6 rebounds as well. Um, but the Cavs, are you kind of surprised by them or, or not really? Or you think they're just going to fall fade lane? Well, real quick. But real quick, Joel Embiid is the first player, he did this um, the past week, to score 50 points in 27 minutes against yeah, the worst team in basketball. Well, one still, of the 50 points in that many minutes. That's the is It's extremely impressive. <laughs> um, extremely impressive. And when he's healthy, he is a top seven player in the NBA. The problem is he's not healthy all the time. Uh, but no, uh, the Cavs are definitely surprising, you know, not just me, but I think everybody. I think yeah, they're I the biggest surprise, and I think the Boston Celtics are the biggest flop, per se, in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, the Cavs are playing really well, and, and to me, the main reason why, you know, no one thought this would happen is because the Cavs' young players have really grown up this season, and unfortunately, Colin Sexton's hurt out for the season. It would have been very interesting to see, um, you know, how far they really could have gone with him. I'm on the team, but now they have Ray John Rondo on the team. Maybe that will help them in the postseason. Yep, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, um, the East is uh, interesting. So now let's look at the West. I tell you, Gary, I saw the Suns play the other day against against Dallas, and they were losing the entire game. And yet the announcer even said, "Well, last five minutes, the Suns are one of the most dynamic teams in basketball." And sure enough, a twelve point lead. That the cat that the Mavericks had in Dallas just totally disappeared, and the Suns won again. The best record in basketball. They're thirty-six and nine. Um, the Warriors playing good basketball. And you know, I was, you know, they, I was kind of making fun of the of the Pacers beating the Lakers. Then the following night, they beat the <laughs> beat the Warriors. I saw parts of that game. The latter latter part of the game, when the guy had a made a beautiful move to the basket because they had covered stuff and they had covered the, you know, the, the, the other shooter. So the, the center got the ball. He, I won't mention his name because it's so embarrassing. And he went to the basket, had a pure layup. All he had to do was spin the ball off the backboard or dunk it. And he just laid it up and like a sixth grader, Gary, the ball came straight down. Did not hit the rim. Did anything. He went up and went down. Hit the backboard and went straight down. Overtime. And then they lost in overtime. So, uh, they're 33 and 13. They're good. They're, yeah, I mean, they got Thompson back. He only could play like 21 minutes or whatever because they're, they're, they're kind of bringing him back slow, as they should. And, you know, they're going to be 
they're going to be good. They didn't have Draymond Green. I know you don't like him anyhow, but they didn't have Draymond Green, who has some great stats overall. Wiggins played a great game. Uh, they're going to be fine. The Grizzlies, now I can tell you, <laughs> they're an exciting team, Gary. That's John Morant. Morant is some kind of player. 25 points, 25.1 points per game, getting about seven assists a game. But he is just exciting. He's just you like watching basketball when he's on the court. And you can't say that about a lot of players, Tim Duncan. You can't say that about a lot of players who are just damn boring on the court. Not John Morant. You're gonna get your money's worth when you see him when you see him on the court. And so the Grizzlies are I think exceeding expectations. Uh, then you got the Jazz. They're playing like the Jazz. You know, they won thirty, lost sixteen. They're about the same at this point last in last year. You know, they always have playoff problems. So then you have the Mavs. The Mavs are making a little bit of a move. They got all their pieces together now, and 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 you know they're they're a solid team. Luca's playing like Luca. Uh, so they're twenty six and twenty. The Nuggets twenty three and twenty one. Saw another game, Gary, where I tell you, the reigning MVP just literally took over the game. He had 49 points. Now, granted, a lot of the points were garbage points. But still, baskets are baskets. He gets great position. His positioning on the court is, is fantastic. He has a great nose for the ball. Good one-on-one player, and he can throw up a three every once in a while. And, you know, the guy is just what he is. He's averaging 25.9 points a game, eighth best in the, in the league. Getting about 7.5 assists a game, which is one of the top players in the league, also. And then he's number two in rebounding with 13.9. Number two to one of the players I talk about all the time. And that is Rudy Gobert, who is leading the league in rebounding at 15 rebounds a game. But the, the, uh, the Joe, the Joe Vick is playing extremely well, and the Nuggets are moving up. I don't know what to say about the Lakers, Gary. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but, you know, they're talking trades. Anthony Davis for this guy. And they're going to trade with the Celtics and do this, get Brown. And do I don't really care. As far as Lakers are concerned, they're dead. The Clippers, you know, they need their two big horses to get back on the court. When and if they do, you know, they, they could be a much stronger team. They're 23 and, four, and 24. They're in that eighth spot. Hoping, Gary, I'm hoping the Timberwolves can grab a hold of a solid position in the playoffs. And they're right now outside of the – well, no. No, but the new new way of playing now, they could get that play-in type one game, you're in or out type situation. They're in a nice spot right now. And, you know, I, I just, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a fun player to, to watch as well. Um, many Multi-dimensional players getting 24.3 points a game and 9.2 rebounds a game, real leader. And Edwards is a great player on the court as well. I was, saw him play the other night, and I was very, very, very impressed. So, uh, those are the teams in the in the West, Gary. I think the big story is the Suns are real, and they were real last year when people say, "Oh well, oh, well, oh, well." No, they're real, they're real, and they are the best team in basketball at this point. This is only the regular season, folks, so we'll see what happens. But they have some playoff experience now. Um, you can say, "Hey, how's that guy doing?" That you talk about all the time because he's a small guard, Chris Paul. Well, he's already leading the league in assists, number one. He's already leading the league in steals, number one. He's playing on the team that's, what, the number one team. And he's averaging about 14.1 points a game. I guess he's having a good year. So, uh, also getting 4.3 rebounds, which is better than some guys who are 6'8". Uh, so, overall, the Suns are, uh, are are doing doing well. Devin Booker is performing well as, also. And they're a solid team. They're a solid team to be contended with. So, 
Any, any comments about the West, Gary, before we move on to another topic? Yeah, um, I think the Western Conference is the most interesting uh, out of the two conferences, just by the way the matchups would, would lay right now. Uh, um, but real quick, let me just mention this as well, is that Dame Lillard's going to be out at least six to eight weeks. I know we didn't mention wow. the Portland Trailblazers. They're the 10th wow. seed right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just look at the play and matchup, you know, if the playoffs started today, um, the Lakers would play Portland. They would pro- obviously win. And then they would end up play playing the Golden State Warriors, a team that they do not want to play. So it'll be very interesting to see how the six, seven, and eight seeds are kind of uh, play out because I think every team would rather play the Memphis Grizzlies, but maybe not the Lakers. They've been struggling against Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, everybody yeah. else would <laughs> rather play the right. So, <laughs> let me take that back. So everybody else would rather play the Memphis Grizzlies over Golden State and Phoenix. Those are two teams that are just well oiled machines because they play well, uh, very well together. And that's the uh, great thing about the NBA this season is that uh, the two teams with big threes, the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, one team doesn't have their big three on the court all the time because of the vaccination status. And the Lakers' big three isn't really a big three. So because of that, you know, we're getting back to team basketball and the best teams are up there. Uh, we mentioned the Miami Heat and Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks, the, you know, the Memphis uh, Phoenix, Golden State, even Utah, those teams are just complete basketball teams. They don't have a bunch of superstars all over the place, which that's really good to see. And also, um, you know, for the Utah Jazz sake, they're going to have to make a trade because they cannot continue to keep going on this wheel of making the playoffs and losing in the second round. And right now, uh, being in the fourth seed, you know, they're tied with Memphis right now. But being in that third or fourth seed is not the place you want to be in. You want to, you know, try to get into the top two. If you can't get in the top two, at least be a competitive third team that we can all say they could beat Golden State or they can beat a Phoenix. Right now, I don't think, you know, we believe that they can beat uh, those two teams. And I don't think they believe they can beat those two teams in a seven-game series. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. And also uh, when uh, Jamal Murray comes back probably at the – after the All-Star break, I think Denver's going to make a huge jump as well. I, and I, I see that as well, Gary, because uh, Jovic is carrying the team, and he he is he's very strong. But we know how good Murray, Murray could be. I mean, he could, he's a great shooter. So I agree with you. I, I'm just hoping that the Timberwolves can, can make a, a real pitch for maybe the seventh spot and push those Lakers down to the eighth or ninth spot because, you know, they I, they got a nice team, and I and – I, I, uh, I enjoyed watching watching them play, and, and uh, you know I just don't think the Lakers are much of a team anymore. I think that they it's been a joke. Then you know they they I keep saying it every week that the the guys that they've lost over the last two or three or four years, I mean some of them are gonna be a, you know they're 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 high quality players and doing very well. I'm sure many of them are very happy they're away from the Lakers, and so uh, you know I, I don't really have any love for the, for them, but. You know, we'll, we'll see how it all pans out. I, I agree, Gary. The Nuggets are going to move up when they get fully fully staffed. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are surprising people, but I don't think they should because they have one of the best young players in basketball. And, and that is uh, with no, no, I'm not, there's no exaggeration there. Uh, okay, any other comments, Gary, before we move into the uh, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. The NBA is not going to let the Lakers not make the playoffs. So that's going to happen. The better question is – Do you think they're going to make a trade somewhere along the line, Gary, or do you think they're going to hold Pat? No, I think – I think what they're going to do is they're going to start listening to what the media is saying on these big networks, which is the wrong thing to do. And that's put Russell Westbrook on the bench. And Anthony Davis, you know, they're rushing him back. They're rushing Anthony Davis back, hoping he doesn't get hurt again, which is just a terrible idea. But they're probably going to put Russell Westbrook on the bench, and they're going to push their way to get into the playoffs as a seventh seed. You know, I think they're going to stay in the same spot they're currently in now. Um, at the seventh seed, and they'll lose in the first round to Golden State. I think, for the most part, their uh, destiny is kind of set already. They're going to lose in the first round, no matter who they play. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I agree. If they if they get in, I'm hoping they don't. But anyhow, <laughs> moving, moving along here. Yeah, we can talk about the, um, the All-Star game. Now, first, I'm going to express my little pet peeve. In every other sport, what do you have? You have the American League playing the National League. That's baseball. And for, in football, you have the NFC playing the AFC. That's football. And basketball, you have, I don't know what you have because you have a captain and it's a pickup game at the Y. You have two captains just big people. I mean, how insane is that? How, Commissioner, guess what? You don't have it right and all the other Sports teams have it wrong. You have it wrong. And guess what, Commissioner? Listen, listen. Your predecessor, guess what he didn't do? What you're doing, okay? And guess what? Commissioner, listen again. Guess how to, what happened during that time when your other, your predecessors were commissioners? Guess what? The game was very popular. The game was moving upward. Now you can blame it on, well, you can say, oh, credit European players, credit what happened in China. But man, no, it was more exciting. You don't have an exciting all-star game because the players don't play defense and they don't care. And they go out there and they make all the fans look like really fools. So, you know, we're looking at a circus. We're looking at the Harlem Globetrotters play. That's, that's exactly what you play. You give us every single year is the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals. And then you switch the teams because you don't know who the Generals are and who are the Washington, who are the Harlem Globetrotters. It's a total farce. And now your structure of allowing captains to pick teams is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, okay? Absolutely ridiculous. So sit back, go back and look at some vintage All-Star games and vintage rivalries of, of the past, Commissioner, and you'll see that it was fun. It was exciting. People were looking. People loved it. What you got here is a total, total fiasco. I don't know if it's LeBron James' formula or whatever, but it does not work. Let's have the Eastern Conference play the Western Conference and, and, and a way in which there's some type of st- structure that will resemble a rivalry between the leagues, the, the, the conferences, versus what you do. So, Gary, you know, that's my pet peeve with that. They're taking something that was really a whole lot of fun not being having competitive all-star games where people played offense as well as defense. And he had a rivalry between the conferences. Because, you know, sometimes you don't like the West. You know, so you want to root for the for, well, they they just destroyed all of that. What, what's your what's your feeling about the all-star game before you even get into the plays? And, uh, well, my biggest pet peeve. Oh, on, I have to, 
I actually have two big uh, pet peeves. The first one has to do with the voting itself. I'll touch on that one second. Mm-hmm. But my first pet peeve is, is Shaq's biggest pet peeve. Okay. Where's the centers? Hey, we should not man. have That's we should not have two guards, two forwards. I'm sorry, two guards center. and three forwards. It should be two guards, two forwards, and a center. Just like you have it on the first first team, second team, and third team, where there's a center position. You need to have a center position there because what does the center add to the table in most cases? Defense. And that's why you need a center there. That's the first change that they need to fix. I understand why they did it in the you know in the two thousands because there was an era where there were no centers. It was just Dwight Howard and and everybody else. But now you have legit centers in the NBA that should be all stars that make that won't make the all star team because there's no center position. That's the first change that they have to make. The second change they have to make, and they won't make this change. I know that, but they gotta find a way to make the voting fair. Because when the voting goes overseas, those, uh, those fans vote for certain players. And sometimes those players should not be there or should be starting in the All-Star game, a.k.a. when Yao Ming was in the NBA and Yao Ming made the All- you know, uh, start in the All-Star game over Shaq when we all knew that wasn't, you know, that makes no sense. That doesn't mean that Yao Ming wasn't an All-Star. He was. He just wasn't a starter. Um and I actually have the all-star votes here to prove my point uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the fans. So on the Western Conference front court, the guy that's in third place, according to the fans, is Andrew Wiggins. I don't think anyone agrees with that. Uh, Paul George is fourth. He's missed half the season. Anthony Davis is fifth. He's missed half the season. <laughs> and seventh is Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo! What year is Carmelo this year? Anthony has what, more votes what, what than Rudy this? Gobert. Are you talking about this year? Or like this 19, is 20, 20, this 20, is, uh, 2012. No, no. This, this is what it, <laughs> I it know, says. Car- Carmelo Anthony is is there. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, huh? Uh, you know, when it comes to the guards, Clay Thompson is fourth. <laughs> Clay Thompson oh, is over. Life. That's right. He's over Devin Booker and, and, and Chris Paul. Yes, that's okay. Oh. All right, you keep going. Uh, Jared Allen is six in the all-star voting. I mean, you know, come on here. Kyrie Irving is sixth in oh. all-star voting. God, he hasn't even and Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose is eighth in all-star voting. He's missed half the season. So the point is, I feel like a lot of fans are only voting for name first and not actually looking at the player itself and I don't think that's I think that's more of a global thing because these guys have huge brands and we know these guys names but they're not actually looking at how the guys actually playing no I, I agree Gary that's it's, it, it makes a farce out of the game and, and that's uh that's very very sad and I, I know at one time it was a situation where if you came from a big market you were always going to uh, fare better so if you came out of New York or Obviously, that's not the case this year. <laughs> but you know, if you came out of New York or Chicago or L.A., you were always going to get a, a built-in number of votes or whatever. And that's true for for uh, baseball too when they do their 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 battling. But um, you know, I I don't know how football does their their all pro uh, their all star game. But 
do they have the fans do it, Gary? Do the sports writers uh, for the players I believe, do it? I mean, I don't, I don't know why we wouldn't look at having some type of adjustment here. Because well, really, the players, why not have the players pick the well, best? Well, let me, let okay, me interrupt you for a second. Uh, in the NFL, it's, I believe it's the fans in sports media. Now, in the NBA, they had to change it because Zaza Pachulia was the starting center in the Western Conference back then. So they had to change it. So I believe it's 25 – I'm sorry – it's 50% fans, 25% media, and 25% players. Uh, but everyone gets it wrong, um, you know. But just yeah. just for the uh, key note here, Carmelo Anthony had um, has more votes than Carl Anthony Towns as well. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's so ridiculous. so yeah, you know that's, that's it. had to make a whole lot of sense at all, but you know that's that's something that they have to fix. Or honestly, at, at this point. I don't think they need, you know, I don't think they even need the All Star Game itself. I think they just need to, just have the players be on the, you know, be on the, uh, the list of the All Stars and just move on, because they're not getting it right. The players aren't taking it seriously. And nope, they're not. I just think people are just losing interest in it. That's just me personally. No, Gary, I think the uh, the best part of the All Star process or procedure or All Star All Star season, so to speak would be the season aspect, not the last game. But the skills contest is, uh, that's all right. The three-point shooting contest, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And the slam dunk if the major, if the big guys would play, if the ma- if the guys who really have hop would play, instead of giving us people like like Henry, Henry Jackson or 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 Bob Bob Houlihan, put them in the, in the uh, slam dunk contest, people who, you know, never heard of, you know, or if, if, if it gets really bad, just bring in some of the college players. I like, like to see them be, be in the contest. They'll really compete. So they're, you know, we, we don't get the, the real guys with, with a lot of hop. You know, some of them have done it before, the Zach Levines of the world and some of the others. But it'd be great if, if the fans kind of picked the guys we wanted to see in the slam dunk contest and made it mandatory that these jokers show up and perform in the, in the contest because who pays their salary? Let me think, let me think about that. The fans do. <laughs> and so we should be able to have things that are entertaining. And sorry about that, folks. We should have things that are entertaining for all of us versus, you know, the going with, I don't know if I like doing I got I got my stub, my toe. I'm not doing it. So, you know, so I think that's very unfortunate. And so Gary, I, I, I agree with you. I think that they should kind of revamp it, give it a little more, make it more, more serious because we're we're looking we're paying money we're to to, to go go to the, these games all-star games and the whole weekend all-star weekend in many instances you know we, we don't want to be taken advantage of by just people giving a half-hearted effort and just going through the motions and and so-called just having fun and not playing the game like it should be played so that and i agree with you the fact they don't they don't recognize centers is is you know, it's like I, I can't even use a comparison in, in any other sport. It's 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 disgraceful. It's it's it's, it's really is. I'm sure Bill Russell's rolling over. It's it, not he's, he's very much alive. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Bill Russell's rolling his eyes. What people. what you say, it's Will like, Chamberlain? Yeah, Will Chamberlain is is rolling over in his grave, and Bill Russell's rolling his eyes at these people because you know <laughs> this, the game was built around having great big men at the top. You look at the top players that have ever played the game. What are a good number of them centers? And so I don't know why they would. I know why, but you know it's, it's sad that they they resorted to that. And and you're right, Gary. We have a good crop of centers today, and and uh, you know we should we should uh, 
allow that to be uh, demonstrated by having the fans pick the best centers as well. Uh, but once again, the whole selection by captains, and uh, I, I think, is just so so silly. It's just ridiculous, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I've heard who, who's responsible for it, and, and you have to realize that um, you know it's just not a good way of, of, of proceeding. And and let's go back to a more traditional way of picking all stars and recognizing the conferences and having them put forth a good game and and really incentivizing the victors with some type of uh, benefit for actually winning the game or, and then don't even get me started with the way they keep score. What is it? One quarter, you win by quarters and the quarters by what? five and by four. And then you play 16 minutes and you, you look at the scorecard box and bring back the zero. It's, it's Naismith. Did he come back and change the whole game of basketball? I, I don't know. Did he, did Naismith come back from the grave? Why are well, they doing this? Let's, fo- let's focus on the, on the teams itself, we will uh, discuss more about the All-Star issues as we get closer to the All-Star game. Let's focus on okay. I'll turn myself down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, trust me. When the All-Star game comes, we can we can talk about all our issues with the All-Star game. But let's let's do our All-Star uh, Eastern Conference selection. Uh, so, who do you think should be the five for the Eastern Conference? Well, if they have me Eastern Conference type structure, Gary, I, I would go. It's a it's a tough call for me, but I would I would go with. Uh, we're gonna pick just five players, or we're we gonna pick first team the twelve players. Let's pick the five players. Let's do the starters. The starters. The starters. The starters. Well, I'm gonna, even though this person is injured, I'm gonna still mention his name because he has to be mentioned and then replace him. And that is uh, Kevin Durant. Now, there's no question that the NBA leading scorer and the, the kind of season he's been having uh, prior to his injury would, would warrant him being being a, a first pick, first person pick for for the East. And then I would have uh, the Greek Freak. There's no question about him either. Um, former two-time MVP. Durant has won MVP as well in his past. So those two guys would, would definitely be in the front court. Uh, my two guards. I guess that would match what the fans are saying, but then I would replace Duran, obviously, since he would not be, he will not be able to play uh, with, um, with him, with him But then I have to, since they have front court, they put everybody in that group. I would have to also add, I would also add one more player. And, and that would be, uh, I would have to go with uh, Jason Tatum, which it kind of mirrors what they have as far as the, their selection that I can see. Um, so it, it would be those three players and then obviously I'm replacing Durant and then in the guard guard positions, uh, it's a little tougher for me there because I, I think that, I think that, uh, with the exception of DeMar DeRosa, who, who I will clearly be one of the two picks, you know, I, I would do something that would be a little bit un- unprecedented. I would, I would go down to Zach Levine being the other running mate. The fact that the Chicago Bulls are are having the run that they're having thus far, 28 and 16, as I mentioned before, and the second best team in the in the East. And though people saw them as being a good team, and they weren't a playoff team last year, they are now. And I think those two guys are really the main reason for it. You know, DeRosa's averaging 26 points a game. Zach Levine's averaging about 25 points a game. I believe both of them deserve to be the starting guards for, for the East. So, uh, we agree with everything except for one pick, and that is Zach Levine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold off 
on on that because I to me it really depends on who's in first place when it's you know when the um the all stars starters are officially okay. selected. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean towards James Harden right now because James Harden is averaging 23 points, um, eight rebounds and 10 assists uh, per game uh, this season, mm-hmm. and it's only gonna go up when he you know because of the fact that Kevin Durant is not there, and I think. I think Brooklyn should have two starters, um, so that's why I'm going to lean towards uh, uh, no, James Harden over Zach Levine. But I everyone else, I, I agree I with. Think, I, I think the I think Brooklyn deserves one starter, and that being Kevin Durant. But well, uh, if, and I if think, they're in first place, if they're in first place well, well, when it's I, done, I you, they deserve every, two. I don't, think, I don't think anyone was surprised that Brooklyn's in first place. I think everybody's surprised by the Bulls being in second place. And so I think that's, that's not how you do a, it, though. I think more of a stretch. I think the dynamic duel of of the the Rosen and Levine form coming together, and the two of them averaging fifty points a game, I think is uh, is very very impressive. Now, granted, because of Kevin Durant scoring twenty nine plus, and James Harden getting twenty three plus, you know, that equals fifty two points a game. I hear your argument, and we we can respectfully disagree on that. But I do not, not that I'm not showing love for, for for James Harden. I think he's having a very fine year. I'm very impressed by James Harden being the number two guy in assists. He has he's averaging ten assists a game, which is you know only second to Chris Paul. So, you know, I, there's no complaint about having having Durant in there instead of Zach Levine. But you know, I just differ. I want to show Chicago a little. I've been talking about Chicago all year, and uh, oh, I, I want to show them a little more love. What do you got for the West? Oh. Well, real oh, quick, okay. real, quick, real quick, I'm going to do the West in a second, but I forgot okay. to do my replacement. My replacement player, I agree, I, I think it's going to be Jason Tatum. However, I think it should be Jimmy Butler. Mm, I think okay. the Miami Heat deserve a starter, especially if the Heat are a top four team in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Mm-hmm. They deserve a starter. So I would like it to be Jimmy Butler to be the replacement for uh, Kevin Durant. Um, in the Western Conference, uh, the three forwards that I have or really should be uh, you know, two forwards in a center. I have hey, Gary, Gary, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw something out at you before you go to the West. Excuse me, though. Yeah, you know, the Cavs, we're not showing any love for the Cavs, and they got you have Jared Allen. We're, the not Cavs don't have... any, we're not showing any love to the Cavs, and the Cavs are one of the surprise teams in the NBA right we, now. 28 but 19. That's... But that's not how we do an all star game. We don't do an all star game okay. by surprise I just, teams. I just, I if, that's the ca- if that's the if that's the case, the Memphis Grizzlies should have five guys in the all star game because they're the surprise team. That's not how we do it. Okay. We go by okay. who's the okay. best player. I'm just teasing you with that. Okay. I, no, I already no. gave you mine. So I just wanted to tease no. you with that. I'll no. leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. No. Let's go to the West. Yep. So the three guys I have. Uh, uh, in the West for fours, I have LeBron James, and that's pretty, that's pretty uh, uh, fair to say. Um, he deserves to be on the All-Star team as a starter. Uh, the Joker and Carl Anthony Towns are my three forwards. I know Carl Anthony Towns probably won't become a starter. It's most likely going to be Draymond Green. Um, however, I'm not a Draymond Green fan. I don't think Draymond Green should be starting in the All-Star game. I think he should be in the All-Star game, but I don't think he should be starting. Um, in the All-Star game. I don't think, you know, if you can't average 10 points a game, you should not be an All-Star starter. But I understand his importance to the, you know, to the Golden State Warriors and to the NBA as a whole. So I do believe that he deserves to be on the All-Star team. Um, and my two guards is Steph Curry 
and John Morant. Uh, John Morant has probably been the best guard over the last month and a half of the season. And Steph Curry, you know, he's Steph Curry. So, you know, it's pretty it's pretty easy. Um, it was tough for me between John Morant and Chris Paul. But again, uh, you know, Chris Paul is not the best player on his team. And John Morant is clearly the best player in the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's my five. Okay, okay. Well, I disagree with you on, on, on at least one, and, and I'm going to wavering on another one. But you're going to, when you hear my, my disagreement, you're going to say, oh, yeah, there he goes again. There's my dad. My dad's going going off again on, on this guy because he, he just loves the way this guy plays. Yeah, and I do. Okay, so the first two on the front court, I agree to- totally, Gary. You got LeBron James, who has uh, really put on a burst that since he uh, he's playing more minutes. Uh, I don't think he should be, and I think he should be playing with his back against the wall, uh, playing more like a a post-up player, playing more like the player he was with Miami. But, you know, he's getting 28.9 points a game, 7.6 rebounds a game, uh, and he's getting 6.4 assists a game. So he's he's playing like like an all-star. The team is in the middle of the pack, as we have already discussed. They're at 500. And then you got to go with the Joker. We talked about him earlier, and you know he's uh, he's special and reigning MVP, and would definitely be the second choice. My third choice, however, is not Draymond Green. It's not any of those players, or not even Carl Anthony Towns, who I do like. I do like Carl Anthony Towns, and I do think he's going to be that other pick, Gary. But the person who I am going to pick to have the center position would be the guy who leads the league in rebounds, second in the league in blocks, leads the league in shooting percentage, and scoring 16 points a game, and that is Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year several times, he deserves to be a first round, a first, be a starter on, on the on the West team. He, he deserves to be a, be a starter. There's, to me, there's no question about it. The team is, the team is 30 and 16. Without Rudy, they wouldn't be anywhere near there. And to me, you have to honor things like, you know, the fact that you grab 15 rebounds a game. The, the last guy grabbed 15, it's been a while since someone grabbed 15 rebounds a game. And I'm not saying that that's incredible. You're not 17 or 18, whatever. But he's been doing it consistently. And this year, year, he's doing it extremely well. His shooting percentage, he shoots 71% from the field. Now he's not taking three-pointers. He's getting mostly dunks. I understand that. But still, you shoot over seventy percent from the field. That's pretty pretty outstanding. And he's getting he's scoring. He's scoring sixteen points a game, which is I think one of his best scoring years that he's ever had. So I have him in the center position. And guess what? Let me scratch my head. He plays center. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns does too. So I'm not gonna you know knock that. But uh, he is a pure center, and he would play defense in the game. I hope <laughs> when he gets in the game. And then Gary, I I uh, have Steph Curry. As, as the starting guard. And then I was torn. I, I really was because you know how much I've talked about Chris Paul, but I don't have him in the second spot because I just love seeing John Morant on the court. So I agree with you there. I think that he should have that second spot. He will make the game exciting. He's a, he's He is one of the most, as for his age, one of the most exciting basketball players uh, and, and, and quite some time, as far as I'm concerned. I, I just think the guy has just a tremendous amount of talent and does play the game like uh, 
like he should. He's entertaining us and he's showing his skills. So I would have him in that second spot. You know, it's for me. It's close though. I would. You know, I was still. Yeah, you know, you know Devin Booker's going to be in the game. Um, we know Luca's going to be in the game. Uh, so when those guys going to be picked, I just hope that when all is said and done, when the dust settles, that Chris Paul will find a spot on the team as well as he's the leader in assists, the leader in steals, and plays for the te- the team that's the best team in basketball, scoring 14 points a game. So uh, that's how I would have it, Gary. But I agree with you. The only exception would be I would put Rudy. I would put Rudy in the starting lineup over Carl Anthony Towns, who I really believe is going to be in the starting lineup. And and quite frankly, I, I, there's no real argument there. He, he is having a, a great year and should be recognized for it. Well, you kind of went against your own argument by talking about Rudy Gobert because Utah Jazz are underachieving, but yet you put a Utah Jazz player in there. But uh, I, I understand why you did it because I think Utah Jazz should have a player starting in the All-Star game, but... I think Carl Anthony Towns has had a better season. Well, I think that he's had a good season, Gary. But then again, you know, getting back to the records, you know, they're below 500. So they're for a player who uh, not many players are on their all-star team, first team, with a, a team that's under 500. And and I'm not holding him totally accountable for the fact that the Grizz, the Timberwolves are below 500. But uh, you know, the bottom line of it is. I believe some people will hold that against them. I think some people are going to be pulling for Green, for, for, for Draymond Green. But I think that we, uh, when you look at the teams, the players that we mentioned, now granted, LeBron's team's at 500. So, you know, they're not, there's not a real big difference there. But everybody else that we named are playing for teams that are, that are really, really excelling. You know, they're, they're top four teams, you know, so in, in their respective conferences. So for the goal to Rudy, the goal to, to, to Carl Anthony Towns, who's, who's playing for the team that's in the ninth spot right now and under 500, it would be a stretch in my estimation, but I, I do believe he did. Yeah, he's going to get it. Yeah, and I don't see how he does not make the, the, the first team, quite frankly. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how, how it all pans out. Don't forget to subscribe.